Welcome to Walking Together, a podcast all about encouraging each other as we follow Jesus together. I'm your host, Dennis Lavelle. Let's start walking. Last week, I noticed that the right headlight was out on our car. I thought, okay, I'll take care of that. But the next day, the left one went out too. I thought, well, that's odd. And our car is old enough that the plastic light covers are starting to fog over. So those needed to be buffed out as well. So I took the car in to be serviced. And after three hours of waiting, I asked how much longer it was going to be. And I was told that they couldn't get the left light to come on after replacing the bulb. Now all these thoughts of a short or electrical issue was going through my mind. But about 20 minutes later, the car was ready. And it turns out it was a bad fuse. But they charged $168 for labor to change two light bulbs and a fuse, plus parts. They also did a terrible job at buffing out the fogged over headlights. And when I brought it to the attention of the man I was dealing with, he really wasn't all that happy that I was questioning their workmanship. Now, maybe you've noticed this too, but now that Thanksgiving is over, people have turned from being grateful to being grumps. And it seems the closer we get to Christmas, people are increasingly impatient and they begin to complain about anything and everything. They complain about the weather, the long lines at the grocery store, the impossibility of actually finding a parking spot at the mall. Just the thought of having to buy gifts for everyone at Christmas brings on stress and irritation. They gripe about the amount of money they earn. They whine about what they have and what they don't have, and Domino's just can't get the pizza here quick enough. And as Christmas draws closer, I know people who complain about having to spend time with their own family. Well, in in his letter to the church at Philippi, Paul exhorts the members of that church not to complain or become whiners. And there's a reason for that. In Philippians 2, verses 14 and 15, he says, do all things without murmurings and disputings. In other words, don't grumble and don't complain. And here's the reason. So that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation. And among these, you shine as lights in the world. And whether we realize it or not, at times we become professional complainers. And I want to take you to the book of Exodus, because the people of Israel became professional complainers too. And I know I use them a lot as examples, but it's because we are them. We do the same things they did. And so there's so much to learn from their mistakes. And God had just destroyed Egypt with 10 plagues because Pharaoh refused to release Israel from slavery. So now Pharaoh is ready to get rid of all of them. And I encourage you to take the time to read Exodus 12, verses 31 through 38. But in a nutshell, Pharaoh calls for Moses and Aaron in the middle of the night and says, Get out of here and go serve the Lord your God and take your flocks and herds with you. And that's exactly what they did. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And the Bible says they actually plundered the Egyptians. And verse 38 says something that I want you to make a mental note of and we'll come back to it. It says that they left with not only foreigners who lived among them, but they left with their flocks and herds. And the Bible goes out of its way to say it this way. They left with very much cattle. So a lot of livestock. 
So now they're free, and they begin their journey to the promised land. But remember, they're not going the short way to Canaan because they were afraid of the Philistines, who were giants. So that means their trek is going to be much longer. They've been traveling for 45 days now, and the whining and complaining has already started. God had just allowed them to cross over the Red Sea on dry land. He protected them against Pharaoh's army, who was trying to bring them back into slavery. And now someone says, hey, we're out of water. And the sources of water that were close to them were just not drinkable. The Bible says that they were bitter. More than likely, that was salt water. So God shows Moses a tree and says, hey, throw that tree in the water. Moses obeys, and it turns the bitter water into sweet water. So it was now good to drink. And what you don't see here is gratitude. Thankfulness just isn't mentioned here because they simply were not thankful. God supplied, God took care of them, but nobody took the time to thank him. So they continue on their journey, and they come to a place called Elam, where there were 12 wells of water and 70 palm trees, and they camped there by the water. And even though they now have sufficient water, they start whining and complaining again. Exodus 16.2 says, The whole congregation of the sons of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. Now, why are they complaining? Well, they're now out of food, and they blame Moses and Aaron for the problem. And they have a pity party and say, well, we should have stayed in Egypt where there was plenty of meat. But no, you brought us into the wilderness to die of hunger. And these first three verses in Exodus 16 tell us a lot about their attitude. Now, you remember that little phrase I said we'd come back to? They left Egypt with much cattle. Now the cattle are gone. Well, wait, how does that happen? When you're feeding steak to 2 million people every day, it doesn't take long before your herd is gone. 45 days, to be exact. So what do they do? They start grumbling. They start complaining. So let me share with you five simple thoughts about what happens when we begin to grumble and complain. Again, this is what happened to the Israelites And if we're not careful, it will happen to you and me. So here's the first thought. Grumblers have a gratitude problem. Now, nowhere do you see the Israelites being thankful for God's provision. Now, you already know this, but let me remind you of a simple fact. When you complain, you are not thankful. You can't grumble and be thankful at the same time. God provided water. He made the bitter water sweet so they could drink it, but are they thankful? Nope. He led them to a place where there were 12 huge wells of water and also palm trees, which meant that there would be dates to eat from the palm trees, and the palm trees would have also provided some shade from the hot sun where they could rest. But nowhere do you see them being thankful for God's provision. And ingratitude became a habit for them, just like it does with us. And when that happens, you begin to see things from a warped or distorted perspective. And that's the second thing you need to know, is that when we complain, when we grumble, we never see things from the right perspective. Because grumblers have a perception problem. Do you see what they said in verse number three? Oh, that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the flesh pots when we ate bread to the full. 
See, their perspective became distorted. The Israelites exaggerated in their minds all the benefits of living in Egypt. They said there were these these big pots of meat and, and so much bread, we could just sit and eat as much as we wanted. Um, they were slaves, so there was no way that was true. And their perception of starvation was greatly exaggerated. They weren't going to starve. God wasn't going to let them starve. Well, the third thing you need to remember is that when you grumble and complain, your attitude is contagious. Grumblers are contagious. Look at verse number two again. And the whole congregation of the sons of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The whole congregation complained. Everyone grumbled. The entire nation. What started with only a few has now infected every single person. I'm thirsty. How about you? Well, come to think of it, I am. Hey, I'm really tired of eating this manna, aren't you? Yep, me too. And if you're not careful, grumbling and complaining will become a habit in your life, and it's highly contagious. So what does God do? Well, he responds with grace to their grumblings. In verse 4, he says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from the heavens for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain amount every day, that I may test them whether they will walk in my law or not. Now, God is much more gracious than I am, because I wouldn't have given them anything. They were completely unthankful. But isn't that our human reaction? If you're not thankful, I'll never help you again. But God says, I'll meet your need for hunger, but this daily provision, but this daily provision of manna was intended as a test. Do you see the last words there, verse number four? I'm going to test you to see if you will obey my law or not. And the gathering of manna was a test of their obedience. You didn't have to obey, but if you didn't, you'd go hungry. So every day they had to go collect the manna but they could only collect enough for that day, except on Fridays because the next day was the Sabbath and that was a rest day. And that's because God didn't want them to do anything on their day off, but people didn't listen. And verse 20 says, some left part of it till the morning. They tried to save it and it bred worms and stink. So the manna would rot if you tried to collect two days worth, except on the day before the Sabbath. And then it would stay fresh for two days. Now, only God could do that. But the funniest verse is verse number 27. On the seventh day, some of the people went out to gather, but they found none. So people were surprised when they went out on the Sabbath to collect manna, and there wasn't any. But Moses told them, but they didn't listen. Just like us, God tells us, and we just don't listen. Well, the fourth thing you need to remember is that grumblers are always looking to blame someone else. Going back to verse number two, the whole congregation grumbled against who? Moses and Aaron. In other words, they believed everything was Moses and Aaron's fault. You brought us out here in the wilderness to let us die. How did Moses respond? In verse seven, he says, in the morning, you shall see the glory of the Lord because he has heard your grumbling against the Lord. For what are we that you grumble against us? In other words, Moses says, you think you're complaining about us, but you're really complaining about God 
and the way he's taking care of you. You're not protesting against our leadership. You're whining about God's leadership. So the real question is, why did they and why do we grumble against God's leadership and the way he provides? And the answer is simple. And it's because, and this is the fifth thing, grumblers are never satisfied with what they are given. Grumblers always want something different than what's been provided. Listen, the Israelites weren't content in Egypt. They weren't content with God's miracles. They weren't content with Moses as the leader. They weren't content with anything. And if you want to see just how dissatisfied they were, go to Numbers 11 and read verses 4, 5, and 6. And they go on to say that we remember the fish that we ate freely in Egypt, the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic. See, they were only thinking about food. But now our soul is dried away and there's nothing at all besides this manna before our eyes. And you could just hear the yuck in their voices. Even though they got tired of eating manna, it was still a daily test. God asked, will you trust me or not? Will you obey me or not? And God custom designed their daily diet to be a day after day, week after week, year after year test of their obedience and dependence on God. Now, you and I will never see this miracle of manna in our lifetime, but God still uses the same manna test because every day we only have two choices. We depend on God's promise to take care of us or grumble, whine, and complain about how he's doing it. And remember how I said grumbling is contagious? Even Moses got to the point where he started complaining because he got frustrated with God. Well, how am I supposed to feed this many people? Even all the fish in the sea wouldn't be enough to feed them. And here's what God said to Moses in Numbers 11, verse 23. He says, Moses, as the Lord's hand becomes short. And God essentially says, Moses, stop it. Do not become like them. And that's a warning for us. The person in your life who's a whiner, who makes you frustrated, don't become like him. Don't become like her. You see, there's only one thing that can break the habit of grumbling, and that's gratitude. And when we think of how good God has been, the complaining starts to fade. And I get it. Life is really difficult at times. And I don't know about you, but when one thing breaks in our house, it's like a domino effect. And it seems like everything breaks. I remember once when, in a span of three days, everything in our freezer suddenly dethawed, the TV stopped working, the car wouldn't start up, we found mice in our cupboards, my computer kept crashing, and the hairdryer caught fire while. Laura was getting ready for church. And the first question we tend to ask is, God, why me? But the question isn't, God, why has this happened to me? But rather, Lord, what have I done? Who am I that you have blessed me with all these things? Why me? I mean, we can complain about having to clean our house, but we should be thankful that we have a safe place to live. We can complain about having to do laundry, but we should be thankful we have clothes to wear. We can complain about having to wash dishes, but we should be thankful for the dirty dishes. 
because that means we have food to eat. We can complain about sweeping up the crumbs under the table, but we should be thankful for having family meals, right? That, that we can spend time with our kids before they leave the house. And we should be thankful that we have friends who sit around our table who drop the crumbs that we have to clean up. We can complain that we go to bed tired every night, but we should be thankful that God has a plan for our life and that every day we come into contact with people who need a Savior. So don't be a complainer, because when you grumble, you have a gratitude problem, you'll always see things from the wrong perspective, your bad attitude will not just affect but infect other people because it's contagious. You'll continue to try and push the blame to someone else, and you simply won't be satisfied with anything you have or will be given. I know those are tough words to hear, but they serve as a warning to us not to act, think, or do as the Israelites did in the wilderness. Be satisfied with the way God has provided, because He loves you, and He knows what's best. He knows exactly what you need, and it's probably not what you think you need. But when you take a step back and you remind yourself how good God has been, you'll see the whining and the grumbling begin to fade. So take God's provision and go be a blessing to someone today. Well, we'd love for you to rate and review this podcast on the platform where you listen. Five-star reviews are our favorite. They encourage me and they help others to decide if they want to listen or not. It sounds simple, but your review actually helps strangers around the world connect to God. And if you can't rate it on the platform where you listen, pop over to Apple Podcasts or iTunes and rate the podcast there. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time. Thank you.